Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 10 o'clock, let's rock. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's keep on rolling. 877-337. A six and six and two more sixes. You want to talk football? I'm probably the guy you want to talk football with. Maybe Tiki Barber. Maybe Boomer Esiason. Did anybody else play college? Nah. So let's do it. The NFL. I had a caller that the topic was, will the Cowboys move on from McCarthy if they lose to the Packers? I'd love to have that conversation. The answer is no. Let's go to Nick and Merrick. Nick, what's up, man? You're on the fan. Yo, Keith, you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Yo, it's Nick here from Twitter, brother. You're the man, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for checking in. Yeah. I dumped it, Connor. I dumped it. You're good. He's still there. When Kobe Kobe passed, man, you're the best. Appreciate Uh, it. Listen, man, I, I'll tell you what. I'm a little worried about the Cowboys. I think they win this weekend. I don't care what they do with the coaching staff after this weekend, but uh, I just want them to win. It's been a long time, man. We need it. They're not going to lose to the I'll Packers. They're not going to lose to the Packers. They better not lose. We need it. The Packers lost it's to the Giants. To be, uh... Packers are the youngest team in the league. The, the, the Green Bay Packers offense just them trying to keep pace with Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and all the weapons on the Dallas defense I I doubt that's going to happen the Green Bay Packers uh if we go defense wise like Micah Parsons is is going to eat DeMarcus Lawrence is going to eat they will not run the ball so it's going to be on Jordan Love to throw the ball those guys those guys are not walking into Jerry World which is going to have 90 to 100,000 screaming Fans, it just—I just, just don't see it. It is not like when Aaron Rodgers waltzed in there in 2016. It's not like when they lost in 2014 when Dez caught it. I'm still looking for revenge. Yep. I forgot about that. Dez caught it, bro. So Dez caught it. Yeah, we know. The uh, most expensive uh, tickets are going for Detroit right now versus Cowboys for well, the uh, playoffs. Yeah, that because it's rare. Dallas has had a bunch of playoff games over the years. Detroit never has a home playoff game. What else is going on in Michigan? What else is going on in Detroit, right? Like, I understand that, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe some pond hockey, man. Let's go Islanders. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks for the call, Nick. Rolling right along before we get to my guest in about 25 minutes. Al's in Maywood. What's up, Al? Go for it. What's happening, KM? You know. You know, hanging out, talking sports with everybody. Yeah, I love talking football with you. You know, I really wanted to call you up after the infamous fraud bowl. Never got a chance. Got a little <laughs> there. Yeah. And um, 
you know, unfortunately, false hope, right? Christmas Eve, win, you know, a little bit excited. We got two games left on the road to Baltimore, home to Buffalo, destiny's in our hands. And what happens? We, we, we just joked. I mean, wow. I understand injuries play a part of it. I do get that. But, I mean, when you have Buffalo at home, on you know, prime time. They had, to go, they had to go up to Buffalo. They were in Orchard Park. I knew they were going to lose that game. Just pregame, they were dancing around, taking it too lightly, uh, having yeah. a good time. There were multiple videos of, like, uh, Jake Ferguson doing the robot and CeeDee Lamb bouncing around. I'm like, oh, these guys, they don't realize how desperate Josh Allen and the Bills are. And they had the formula. They punched the Cowboys in the mouth. They ran all over them. Yeah, I'm talking from the Dolphins' perspective, though. Oh, now the, the Dolphins. Two, yeah, remember they, I they, called you with the Dolphins. Yeah, they all also the went. To, they were in Miami. The Cowboys don't play good on the road. They were in Miami. I watched. The, I watched the game. I I knew they were gonna. They ran out of time. It's just the way that it went. That was a well coached game executed by Mike McDaniel and the, and the Dolphins. Cowboys had their opportunities. They they couldn't get it done. Um, you know, but let, we'll see what happens with the Dolphins in the playoffs. They're beat up. I, I, I know they are, and that's why I said, you know, they got punched in the gut by Baltimore. Then they got home, you know, they come home to Buffalo and have death, you know, fate in their hands. And, of course, they laid the egg, you know, and it's, it's amazing. So what do you think, you know, in Kansas City? I mean, to be honest with you, I think they have a chance. Everybody has a chance. But, you know, I, you know, I know a lot of people are just writing them off already. And, I, you know, I believe that, you know, that some part of me thinks that they can actually win this game. You think that Kansas City can win the game or the Dolphins? No, I think that Miami could win the game. I don't. It's going to be freezing. Did you see that? Do you see how, how cold yeah, it's Yeah, I heard be? to game time temperature 10 degrees. I, I did yeah. hear that. But I re- remember it. You know, they went up to Buffalo last year, and, you know, in the first round, Skylar Thompson, it was freezing up there, too. They lost. I mean, and they, I understand that. I, I get that. But, I mean, you know, I, listen, it's just false hope from here on end. What can I tell you? It's over. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to break it for you. Uh, break it to you. I, <laughs> I loved hard knocks this year in season with uh, the Dolphins, but they lost too many guys. They're not going to yeah, go up I, there and beat. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and those guys, they had a rough season. Um, they're going to have to go on the road after this game. Uh, they're they're not going to lose to the Dolphins. Their fans are going to be on 10. Arrowhead is one of the loudest, craziest stadiums. They're used to that climate. They can practice all week in that climate. The Miami team from South Florida having to go up there and play a physical game against that, I just I don't see it, man. I just... I don't see. I it. know. And listen, you know, you're, and I always, I always talk to you for reason. You know, you're, you're like my, uh, you know, you, you bring me, you reel me into reality. And uh, listen, like I said, you know what? We'll just wait and see. Obviously, can't wait for the games this weekend. I know the boys. You know, you're excited, amped up for the Cowboys. You know, to beat the, the Packers and so forth. I don't see the Packers having a chance there in uh, Jerry's world, to be honest with you, at all. Um, I did see that you guys signed Justin Houston today. So, um, uh, Mm. Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin, like if you lose Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, uh, uh, hopefully those guys, they're veterans, hopefully they got something to help you out. And I just, I don't see it, man. I think this is the end of the road for the Dolphins. And I don't know if you follow Frank the Tank. Listen to what he says about the Dolphins. He was right. I do. Yeah, I do from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call, Al. Yeah, sorry, Dolphins fans. End of the road for you. Patrick Mahomes. Like, just think about what kind of game you're going to get. Take Pat out of it. 
they have three running backs up there. And I know you have Mostert and A-Chan, but I just don't see a cold-weather game on the road against the team that won the Super Bowl last year that had a down year, and I blame Taylor Swift. The biggest distraction in the entire NFL. Uh, Kelsey had a terrible year, and I don't. I think Kelsey's cooked. Like I think his best years are behind him anyway. But I think Patrick Mahomes is still fired up. I think Andy Reid didn't come back for no reason. Like they they know that when you get into the dance, it's a couple games to win to get to the Super Bowl, and they're in what you know they look at as a dynasty run. The Miami Dolphins lost to the Chiefs in Germany. And they lost to the Chiefs in in Germany with the Chiefs not scoring any points in the second half. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Isaiah Pacheco, the pride of Rutgers University. He is a jitterbug. Um, he's been kind of resting, chilling. It's going to be a cold game. They're going to hand that young man the ball. And I just don't see Tua and uh, you know even Tyreek going back to his old stomping grounds. They, they're going to have uh, you know Under Armour on and hot hands and. You know, heat on the uh, sidelines is going to be freezing cold, man. It's going to be one of those games that uh, you you better you better be ready to just be in a street fight. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's just going to dump the ball. I bet you Kelsey has a decent game in the playoffs. He's going to dump the ball down to Kelsey. They're going to run the football. They're not going to get cute. They're not going to do anything too pretty. I'll take Andy Reid versus Mike McDaniel. I'll take the Chiefs team and their experience at home in the playoffs versus a Dolphins team that's banged up. That's missing some of their best players. Uh, I got to check the injury report. Xavier Howard was hurt, and I just don't see it. I think the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Mike is in Westchester next up on the fan. Go, Mike, go. What's up, Keith? What's up? What's How up? you doing today, man? I'm good. Hang on. Uh, I got to talk Jets football, man. Yeah. Um, I'm a diehard, you know. But um, let me. what do you think the chances of this team staying together next year? Are they going to lose? Any um, any players, uh, you know, that are significant um, in free agency or I think Bryce, Bryce Huff is one. And, okay. uh, I mean, you you should say goodbye to Makai Becton gladly. And uh, there was I, one I other guy. I would love to say goodbye to him. And uh, I hope they keep um, uh, Huff, Bryce Huff. Yeah, but, you know, guys are going to go sign for the most money. Guys are going to go, you know, where they get paid. And the focus here is going to be spending money on that offensive line and, and another weapon for Rodgers to throw to. We all know that. Exactly. They need another big-time receiver. I mean, Garrett is he's great. But I don't look at him as a number one receiver. Um, I think he can be even more productive if they get, like, a number one receiver uh, and, and free him up. And um, He will be. It, it always seems like... Whatever catches he makes, he works so hard to get the catch, and it's, it's almost frustrating watching him get a thousand yards this year. It was, it was like working so hard to get it, make make a ten yard catch. Yeah, they need another, I, another number one receiver. I think I was talking about it last night. It seems like he's he's pressing all the time, and he literally has to press all the time. And if they get another threat on the opposite side of the field, uh, he won't have to press so much, and. Uh, he'll be able to beat man coverage, and I, I think he'll be a better player next year. His third year in the league. Um, did you see Brees Hall's tweet? Did you see – I got to pull it back up. It just made me think of something, Jets, that I wanted to touch on today because they're running it back with their coaching staff, and I was talking about the Titans and how they're a mess over there, and Taylor Luan put out a tweet, and he was talking about Kevin Carter. 
And uh, in, oh, the wow. t- in the tweet, uh, he said, love Mike Vrabel as a coach except 2018. Loved his coaching staff besides Keith Carter. Um, and <laughs> Brees Hall just put the, like, laughing um, emojis over it. And I think last night, this happened last night late while I was on air. No, this happened when I was done. This wow. happened at 12.09. And people were like, are you agreeing? Or like, like, what are you trying to say? What are you alluding to? Oh, no. So people are kind of looking at oh, that wow. as like, is Brees Hall agreeing that Keith Carter is not a good coach? And Makai Becton oh. also added to that. So that's a conversation I wanted to have with Jets fans. I don't know if you were aware of that. No, that's the first I heard of that. I, yeah. Not bad. Thanks for the uh, call, Mike. So I'll go I'll go down that road before we – because we're, we're about to have another guest. We're going to – you know, talk Knicks and Nets a little bit, but then you know, you know, when we get to the end of the night, it's open mic and everybody on hold. I'll get to you in a second. So, if you're interested in that topic, the New York Post put an article out that says Brees Hall, Makai Becton, Stoke Flames of potential issues with Jets assistant coach. That assistant coach is Keith Carter, uh, who they're saying may not be a popular man in Florham Park. And uh, offensive tackle Makai Becton, running back Brees Hall, both engaged in a post ripping the Jets offensive line coach, run game coordinator. Former Titans offensive tackle Taylor Luan mentioned him, as I said. Uh, shout out to Jake Brown. Shout out to Jake if you're listening, bro. Jake has a, a tweet that's featured in this. A now-deleted comment from Becton and a tweet from Brees Hall says it all. Uh, does not seem like the best idea for the Jets to run it back with Keith Carter on the coaching staff, but we'll see what happens. If Aaron Rodgers likes him, he's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Let's see. All right, how should I... Proceed here. Eli on Long Island. What's up, Eli? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you? Blessed. Happy to be here. Having a good time. Third five-hour show in a row with two more to go. All right. Thanks for taking my call. So if you'll just indulge me for a minute before Mm -hmm. I get to my jet point. So I tried calling the other night, but I couldn't get through in regards to the floor hockey. Yeah, last last night with Aton. yeah. Yeah, so I actually... That league that uh, that Akiva was talking about, the MHL, uh, it's called the Masista Hockey League. I actually ref. I'm the head ref in that uh, league. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I told Aton, I'm like, bro, people are listening. There was there was some conversation on Twitter this morning when I woke up. Someone tagged Dove and, and Dove tagged me. And uh, Aton sent me a New York Times article, a, a world onto itself in New York area yeshiva's floor hockey from 2017. I'm like, I had no idea about this. Yep, yep. There's even another league that I also I coach in and I ref uh, for the last three years called JSL, Jewish Sports League. So we actually um, we do everything from KP, like kindergarten and pre one A, all the way up to sixth through eighth to get them. You like, guys got to get this stuff like streaming on YouTube or Twitch or something. <laughs> I know. I've I've been telling the owner. I've been telling the commissioner and stuff. Um, you know, like I've been you know stepping up and and helping out and really getting getting the. Uh, the league um, to advance it and stuff. You know, we have our our own newsletter that we send out. We're on, you know, some of the local uh, media, Five Town Central Media, where, you know, every week we give our scores with highlights of the game. We got MVP stuff. So, like, we're really, really trying to build that up between that league and then a, a baseball league, Five Towns Little League also. Awesome, man. Like, I'm glad. Yeah. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, felt that that were listening. People reacted on Twitter. And uh, like I said, it was a, it's a world that I was unaware of, but, you know, you learn something new every day. Uh, you got something on the yep. Jets? Yeah, so my so my question on the Jets is, here's here's now that we uh, broke the uh, Bill Belichick uh, curse 
and uh, we were able to break through and finally get and end that losing streak. Now that we got that win and our draft stock just dropped to the lower draft, like we were going to get, let's say, the five, six, seven draft pick. Now we got the 10 pick. Um, does that really hurt what we what we plan to do? I know they were thinking of like getting that Notre Dame tackle, Joe Alt, but now they're saying maybe we'll drop down, maybe we'll get that Oregon State guy, I think Flaga or something his name is. Like, just what, what do you think the Jets' thought process is now that, I, I, that, I think you, that win? I think you absolutely, at 10, take the best offensive lineman available, especially in this year's draft where they're going to be grabbing quarterbacks early and receivers early. When I'm looking at Tankathon right now, they have the Jets at number 10 and Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, going to the Jets. If he's there, you luck out. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. also can trade up. You are not stuck at number 10. Joe Douglas, get on the phone and trade up and go get the best offensive tackle in the draft. If uh, right. Fashanu from Penn State is is the guy you want, go get him. If it's Joe Alt, go get him. But I, I, I don't think that they're going to use that pick on uh, Brock Bowers. He might not be there or a wide receiver who might not right. be there. But the we, focus we, we, has we to be O-line. We don't necessarily need that tight end. I mean, we have Conklin, who played pretty well this year. Yeah, um, Rucker, and, and tight ends are tight ends are available. They're, they're not something that you need to use a top pick on. I, I keep citing Kyle right. Pitts, who was drafted like eighth overall by the Falcons. What happened with him? Um, and even, right. even Sam Laporta, like Dalton Kincaid was the first overall tight end. The Lions do their research. They find Sam Laporta. He's the best rookie tight end in the league, one of the best tight ends, period, in the league. Right. And it's, what's interesting is the Patriots, I mean, back when they had, like, Aaron Hernandez and Robin Gronkowski, like, that was, like, supposed to be, like, the way of the future. Like, forget, forget double the tight team. end. Let's yeah. Double tight, tight end, exactly, and get that rolling. And then it seems like after that it just kind of fell off, and now everybody wants that quick, speedy Tyreek Hill type of receiver where they can just throw it, you know, 70-yard bombs. And and so they everybody kind of fell off on that. Yeah, the, the league evolves and changes. Thanks for the call, Eli. It just depends on what you got to run. Like I saw the Jets running three tight ends this year. Pinstripe Pete, my guy, what's up? Pinstripe Pete, New Haven on the fan. What's up, Pete? Pete, what's going on, man? Long time no talk. Once again, I uh, I got my uh, my cameo video from you the other happy uh, birthday, weeks ago my happy birthday. Yeah, I did the cameo video for your thirtieth. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. My friend uh, surprised me with it, so that was that was real cool. I got uh, two things I want to talk about. The first, uh, I saw the rumors about uh, Marcus Stroman possibly signing with the uh, with the Yankees. I just wanted to to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. We need pitching. The Yankees aren't above it, right? We the Yankees can't hold grudges over tweets. The Yankees can't hold grudges over. Something said about Brian Cashman and the Yankees that fans have been saying, like some of the same people that are yelling, fire Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman sucks. You're, you're saying the same stuff that Stroman said, and now you're saying, oh, we, no way are we signing Marcus Stroman. He talked bad about the Yankees. So did you. He said the same thing you yep. said. So I, I, I agree. I, I, think, uh, I think going after him is, is a good idea. I mean, he's not going to be a top-of-the-rotation guy. He's going to be towards the back. Not end. at all. And, and I, I get the idea that he's not in high demand. So if he wants New York and the Yankees can finesse a good contract, show me the deal. Show me show me a short-term deal for not a lot of money uh, for a guy that's a little bit over the hill past his prime but can you know be a solid fourth or fifth pitcher in this rotation, add depth, add experience, add some flair, and maybe surprise us a little bit. I'm, I'm fine with it. You there, Pete? A fire, and I think that's going to bode well in the Bronx. I want to see uh, him bring that energy to the team that – 
right. we were kind of lacking last year. Right. Be pissed um, off. Be, be, I... be fired up. Come off the mound and, 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 and talk to the other team and clap and do all of that, and the fans will back you up. What else you got? Uh, you talked uh, the Dolphins. Uh, I'm a big Dolphins fan. I've been a Dolphins fan my whole life. Uh, my dad called it a couple weeks ago when they were playing the Ravens. Uh, we were cheering for him, and he's no, they're going to finish the season 11-7. and seven. I'm like, Dad, you can't think like that. And now I'm thinking like that. There's no way they're beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. There's, they're, they're too hurt. They're, it's, it's not looking good. Right. Waddle was hurt last game. Oh, even Van Ginkle went down last game. Chubb is out. Jalen Phillips got hurt in the Black Friday game on that MetLife turf. Xavier Howard. I got to look up the injury report. But, like, you're not winning on the road in the freezing cold with backups and signing veterans off the street like Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin, who are, they're, they're done. Like, it's just, uh, it's just, they had a good year. Like I said, I, I enjoyed hard knocks in season. It was way better than the Jets hard knocks. But the uh, the road for, for the Miami Dolphins, I think it ends this week. Pete, you're the man. Happy birthday. Thanks for calling in. Let's keep it rolling. Anthony in Jersey City, how you doing? You're on the fence. Hey, what's up, Keith? Hope all is well with you, my man. Great. How are you, Anthony? Um, I'm good, Keith. Keith, uh, just piggybacking off uh, just what you said, um, it's like, you know, there's Yankee fans that are so willing to give Bauer a second chance. And, you know, we, we were uh, fans that supported a team that had Chapman and Herman, but fans won't take a guy because he had tweets about something we call up the fan <laughs> yeah. and talk about every single day. I just, I don't understand like the, the, the thinking sometimes it's like, man, I just want what's best for the Yankees. I am more than fine putting my pride to the side about however I felt about somebody. If you're going to help us and be a good third, fourth starter, which I think he's an upgrade over Cortez. Look at Cortez. He pitched the most amount of innings last year, and then this year, you know, he's 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 been hurt. We can't keep, you know, you need be depth. You can never have guys. you can never have enough pitching. Last year, they said that the Yankees had the best rotation in baseball with Cole, with Cortez, with Rodon, with Sevy, and with uh, Frankie Montas. Montas. Frankie Montas yep. didn't throw one pitch. Rodon missed half the season. Sevy was hurt, and then when Sevy came back, he was the worst version of himself I ever seen. Nestor was hurt, and Cole wins the Cy Young. <laughs> yeah, um, Keith, if I may make one Giants point, um, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Okay, Keith, um, I think too many people uh try to buy into what Joe Shane says and he's, you know, uh, these after-season pressers. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Shane's not going to tip his hand. What I think is going to happen for their lifeline, for him and Dayball as well, they know that they cannot have another full year of being dependent on Daniel Jones and bringing in a veteran quarterback. I do think they know not only for the franchise, but a lifeline for those guys and their legacy here. Yep. They're not going to attach themselves to a quarterback that they didn't take. They're going to go get their guy, and I can't wait for a fresh start because that's what's needed. Well said, Anthony. See through it, right? Read between the lines, yo. It's uh, it's pretty simple. <laughs> that uh, like Daniel Jones is not there telling you that, but <laughs> what they say and what they do are two different things. Keith McPherson on the fan. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I've got a guest coming in, and, and Mario, my guy, he's become a consistent caller. 
We're going to talk about what you want to talk about with my next guest. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Keith McPherson, your nighttime host on The Fan. Here comes my last guest of the night. I know you all want to call and get your thoughts and takes in, but we have not mentioned the New York Knicks once tonight, and now is the time to do it. Joining me on The Fan, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. He's a host and senior NBA betting analyst from VSIN. John, how's it going, brother? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. It's been a good day of NBA action. Looking forward to the nightcap between the Clippers and the, the Raptors. So it's going well, man. Yeah, I got to get some NBA hoops on. Honestly, I was in here watching St. John's beat Providence, and then I was uh, watching UConn a little bit. Now I'm on MLB Network. But, um, man, the Knicks. This is New York City. Everybody's excited about the Knicks. I'm listening to the fan this morning, and as everybody's upset about the Mets, they're pivoting to at least we have the Knicks. The Knicks are back. So what do you think about the Knicks' odds the Knicks' chances of actually making it to the Eastern Conference Finals because, in my estimation, that's the step they have to take this year. Yeah, and I think it's legitimate, right? When you look at what they've done since they've gotten OG and Obi, it's been incredible. They've won and covered all five of the games that they've had with OG and Obi in the lineup. The returns statistically are incredible. They've outscored opponents by 33 points every 100 possessions with OG and Obi on the floor, limiting opponents to well under a point per possession uh, in those minutes. It's been absolutely incredible. So, you know, the degree to which they have won over these last five games, because you've got, like, Portland in there and whatnot, Chicago, 
that'll probably calm down. But I think right now, I think it's fair to say that they are solidly, you know, the fourth best team with some upper mobility in the Eastern Conference. And I do think there is some value in some of their odds, right? Specifically, when you look at the grand scheme of things, Miami, for example, is rated ahead of them right now. Uh, they're 11 to 1 to win the East. New York Knicks are 14 to 1. I do think that the Knicks have a better opportunity in winning the Eastern Conference than a team like the Miami Heat does. So I think there is some upper mobility here for New York in the East, and I think there is a it's rightful to be excited about what New York has done, especially after the trade deadline with Ananobi. It's been incredible. Yeah, I'm checking the NBA scores. I see uh, Boston was able to beat the Timberwolves 127-120 in overtime. I think it's the Celtics that are, that are going to stand in the way. And, uh, you know, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, a former New York Nick, and, you know, when I first saw the Celtics team this year, I'm like, who allowed this? Who allowed this team to be put together? Who constructed this monstrosity? They're a beast. Uh, what do you think about the Celtics' chances? Do you think that they're going to stand in the way of the New York Knicks this season? Yeah, it's hard to pick against Boston, but I'll say this. And, you know, it's actually I was on the NBA League Pass uh, backstream call for that Timberwolves-Celtics game tonight, and we talked about this at length, which is, you know, for Boston, one of the things that bothers me overall, if you've watched them over the last few years where they failed is in crutch time on offense, right? You know, when the game had come down to the last five minutes, five or fewer minutes left to go, you know, their clutch rating has been pretty poor. Their net rating has been bad each of the last couple of years. Their offense has really fallen off in clutch time. And I just wonder, right, with the additions of Christoph Rzingis and Drew Holiday, has that really changed? Has Boston really fixed those issues in crunch time? And so it's, it seems like it's splitting hairs, but really that is what you're doing with teams that are this good. And I think with Boston, that's my real question. And maybe that's good enough to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals and on to the NBA Finals. And maybe it's one of these teams in the Western Conference that eventually exposes some of those weaknesses. But for Boston, I, I really want to see how they operate in clutch time. Because today, again, against Minnesota, they got pretty lucky with some really bad fouls and poor defensive play from the Timberwolves. But again, it just revolved into like or devolved into isolation play and really just relying on talent and contested looks to go down. And I just don't know in the big picture if that really gets you. So I think Boston solidly in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's where you start to split those hairs, though, and wonder if the issues that have plagued in the last few years really start to pop up again. Starting right now is the Toronto Raptors versus the L.A. Clippers game. And I'm on FanDuel. And I, I, I hate when I go on FanDuel and they have these, like, suggested same-game parlay bets. I will absolutely never put .09 cents in one of those. But it caught my attention because it's a manual quickly to have six assists, R.J. Barrett to record six rebounds. And as you know, with the OG and an OB trade, yep. Knicks fans are missing their boys a little bit. Not too much anymore with the success of uh, OG and an OB being plus 111 in his first five games and undefeated. But what do you think the addition of IQ and RJ do to the Raptors this year and beyond? Uh, I, I mean, I think they look like they belong there very quickly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things that I've been doing with the Raptors since the trade is uh, this team's been an over machine. They've played five games. They've gone over their team total in all five games. Uh, four of the five games have gone over themselves. And those two have been really positive additions for that team offensively. Not only do they increase their efficiency on that end of the floor, both half-court and in transition, but they've sped them up quite a bit. And so they're starting to run a little bit. And you guys know, you know, Quick is awesome in transition if he wants to be. I think Barrett plays a lot better when that game is going to, of course, up and down the floor. And Toronto is more than willing to play that kind of basketball. And I think both of them really fit next to Scotty Barnes. So I, I think they've got two legitimate pieces to start to build around Scotty Barnes with. And I think there's a chance that maybe Emmanuel quickly emerges as the better of the two pieces. But I think overall, it was one of those rare trades where both teams kind of come out the better. I think the Raptors got two young pieces to potentially put around Scotty Barnes to get better as the season and the years go along. And for New York, got at least one more piece to add to the mix. 
And then hopefully there's, as you guys well know, right, a Donovan Mitchell on the way to really push you over the top in the next few years to make you an Eastern Conference contender. Maybe. We'll get to Donovan Mitchell in a second. But did you see uh, Darko Milicic last night after the game going in on the referees? I loved it because I'm always talking about how bogus the officiating is in the NFL, the NBA, and even the NHL. Yeah, no, I like it. It's it's first off, it's good coaching, right? It just shows your guys that you got their back. Yep. Uh, that you're willing to kind of stick your neck out for them to accrue any fines or whatever it is uh, to speak to something that you guys truly believe in. And you know, I think one of the things that was lost about it too is, you know, he was obviously pissed off about the free throw differential in the fourth quarter, but he even mentioned it. It sounds like it's just been something that's been gnawing at him all year long. That, <laughs> yeah. that the Raptors feel right, like that this has been happening all year long, and they finally exploded. Uh, last night when you saw those discrepancies. So I know the last two-minute report came out. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the two fouls that were going that were incorrect actually were supposed to go in favor of the Lakers. So I'm sure Darko felt really great <laughs> hearing that. But I really liked it. I think you like it when a coach does that because your guy's got to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, so you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Man, Dono broke my heart opening night in Brooklyn. I'm a measly Brooklyn Nets fan. And yeah. the uh, Nets are in Paris. They're about to face the Cleveland Cavaliers at 2 p.m. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are a three-point favorite against the Brooklyn Nets. I expect the Cleveland Cavaliers to, you know, probably put up, I don't know how many points, just beat the Nets. The Nets, I just, I have no faith in them. Uh, what are you expecting out of Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers with this overseas game? Yeah, and they've been doing a really good job despite all of these injuries kind of staying afloat, right? That's been the most impressive part about it. Right. They haven't suffered consecutive losses uh, since about uh, right before midway through uh, December, where they lost three straight to Orlando and then two consecutive games to Boston. Like, that, that was a great stretch that this team has been on, despite missing so many pieces. I've been really impressed with what Cleveland's been able to do, and I think it is fair to go in there and expect that they're going to be able to take care of business against Brooklyn. Brooklyn's been sliding in a really big way. They've only got four wins since December 8th. They're not even covering numbers. They've been absolutely abysmal. Uh, their defense has been really, really bad. And I think you're starting to probably see the writing on the wall here, Brooklyn. And I think they're probably going to start selling off. You know, you have uh, so many 3 and D pieces that are going to be attractive to any of these teams at the trade deadline. You know, whether it is going to be uh, right Dorian Finney-Smith, or maybe you go as deep as selling off to Mikhail Bridges, seeing what you're going to get with them. But I, th- I think the sale starting soon with Brooklyn. And at the very least, guys like Dorian Finney-Smith should be on their way. And this team is probably going to tank pretty hard here sure. and hit a really low, yeah, a really big low. Sure. Uh, Royce O'Neal, Spencer Dinwiddie, yep. whoever, whoever, honestly, it's it's a mess. Huh? But, you know, it's not a mess on the other side of town. I've been saying uh, it's the Knicks time if there ever was a time. When's the next time that they lose, right? Is it going to be tomorrow against the Mavericks? I think if, if they beat the Mavericks – they're going to beat the Grizzlies. They're going to beat the Magic in the Garden. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to beat the Rockets. They're going to beat the Wizards. And then they have the matchup with their, you know, old pals, RJ and IQ and, and the Raptors. Like, the, the, if the Nets, or excuse me, if the Knicks beat the Mavericks tomorrow night, Luka and Kyrie, I think they're going on a ridiculous run here, a ridiculous win streak that might not end until they face the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty fair. You're looking at it, right? They're what? They're 11-4 at home so far this season. So taking care of business, you know, the road games against Dallas, uh, specifically that one is probably the one you're circling to slip up if you're going to. I'll say the NBA is weird, though, right? We watched Dallas just the other night uh, with everything in their favor. The Grizzlies just lost John Morant. You think they're heartbroken. They go out there, have a big game, and end up beating Dallas. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird league. But I would say on paper, if you're looking at their schedule going forward, it is hard to slot a loss in for New York until after – what, January 23rd, because that's a road game against Brooklyn, and after that it gets a little bit tougher. But uh, it's going to be hard to see. If they can get past Dallas, they should be blemish-free for the most part until you get to Brooklyn. 
I, I jokingly used to call uh, Dallas the Dallas Mavnicks because they got Jason yeah. Kidd, they had KP, uh, they had Frank over there, uh, they had Hardaway over there. They they just they just had a bunch of former Knicks. I'm looking at FanDuel. The Knicks are minus four. They're favored to go out there and win. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they should be. They and they're they're going to be. You know, the market does a lot of stuff with these these uh, I call them market power ratings, right? You know, as a team, you continue to operate at a really high level, so your power rating is going to go up and up and up. And they're probably near the high of their market power rating at this point right now. So they might start to fail to cover some numbers, but they're still going to be really, really good. And I think they're going to be a good regular season team, and I think they're going to get that fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They're built for it at the very least. Awesome. John, you're the man. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. That's Jonathan Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him at MeJVT, giving you betting insight, talking NBA. This is Keith McPherson on the fan. If you guys want to talk Knicks, we can do that. And I, I see all the calls still lined up for the NFL and the playoffs, and we're definitely going to have that conversation. If you did want to chime in on the Mets and Yankees and uh, David Stern's press conference today over Zoom with uh, Bader and Seve, we can do that. And if you want to have the conversation about Marcus Stroman, we can do that as well. Let's take this break. When we come back, I'll take a couple calls. My Casamigos big shot of the night at 11, and then it's open mic until 12. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. You're going to get the money. You know, Daniel Jones got the money, and I'm happy for him. Big Mac is in the building. He's coming up in about an hour. We were just having a conversation about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is his all-time favorite Giants quarterback. So I had to break the news to him. I'm like, listen, dude, there was a report out there about Daniel Jones, and uh, I'm going to go do the work. I'm going to go do the math. So earlier in the show, you heard me put out there that, you know, ML Football, shout out to ML Football. They have, uh, you know, raised their imprint. I don't know who's behind it. I don't know if they're even real, like, credential. It says credential media. I don't know who's behind it, but they put out a lot of NFL content. And they're the ones that floated the Daniel Jones story about an hour ago saying that Daniel Jones will be the Giants starting quarterback next season per NFL Network and Fox Sports, saying that the quote came from Ralph Vacciano, who is an NFC East reporter for Fox Sports. And the quote was that the New York Giants still view Jones as their starter um, in the future and as well as the present, like, I guess, going into this next season. So I'm, you know, I'm calling BS on that. So I went and did the work, and I'm talking to Mac. I'm like, just use Kyler Murray, <laughs> who was, you know, drafted in the same draft, just, the you know, five picks ahead of him, freak athlete, drafted in Major League Baseball to play for the Oakland A's, drafted in NFL, Let's, let's assume he heals up faster than Daniel Jones, just him being a smaller person, too, and having less of an injury history. Kyler Murray got hurt on December 12th. He had his surgery on January 3rd. He returned to the NFL 11 months later on November 12th. That's exactly 313 days. Daniel Jones got hurt on November 5th, had his surgery November 22nd, and I just said to Mac, let me throw a random date in the calendar. I can't guess how many days is 313 exactly? So I go October 1st. That's 314 days October 1st of 2024. So expect Daniel Jones to potentially be ready to play in the NFL, return to play, be cleared to play as early as late September, probably really October. How can he be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants if he's not available for preseason training camp in August. 877-337-6666. We were just talking Knicks. My guy Mario, Long Beach, back on the fan. Go, Mario. 
What's going on, Keith? Good show. Thanks, man. Thanks for checking back in. Yeah, I like I like the last guest you had about the Knicks. I think they're uh, they're ready to make the next move. You know. Yeah, and there's not one person that is looking at the Knicks in the NBA space, in the betting space, and betting against them right now. Exactly. I think like I I might have mentioned it to you before. I think Mikael Bridges. They should go after him. And you know what? At this point, you know, Nets fans were like, no, no, Mikael. But I think a lot of us have soured on Mikael Bridges. We're like, fine, send him. What do you guys want? Send us the first-round picks. If you want how to com- about, complete about, the, I, I, uh, the Villanueva, York Cats, like whatever. How about Grimes and two number-one picks? Sure. Fine by me. I, do, I couldn't care less about this Nets season. The Nets' future is so far down the line with their picks. And and they might ruin their own future. They have a propensity to do that, so I don't care. Good for the Knicks. If you guys want Mikael Bridges um, as another scorer, as another defender to play the wing and and you know complete the uh, put the band back together from uh, Jay Wright's crew, fine by me. Exactly, exactly. Now getting to getting to uh, the playoffs is very interesting. Uh, like you were saying about uh, you know uh, you don't think that uh, Kansas City is going to lose uh, the first game. To Miami at all, and I agree with you. Be interesting with Buffalo. What do you think? How how do you think that would get? Uh, They scare me. Like I watched them. Josh Allen was trying to lose the game and still didn't lose the game. And they have been playing in the playoffs for two months. They've been fighting for their season for two months. They fired Ken Dorsey, Joe Brady, who won a national championship with Joe Burrow and the Tigers down in LSU, and they went undefeated. That guy just knows something about offenses and how to just put game plans together, and they got to put together what? A couple game plans here to to advance? Four game plans here to win the, the Super Bowl? Like, I don't know. The Bills scare me, but Josh Allen scares me too. He's a turnover machine anytime. I wish I could best bet Josh Allen anytime interception um, for big money, but, you know, uh, no one can call it. Yeah, just one other point, and I'll let you go. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think that it's a very big uh, big year for both Josh and Lamar for two different reasons. Josh has never gotten that far, so now it's just potential. I think uh, I think KC's not going far. They just got too many problems at wide receiver. This is not right, I think they I think they beat the Dolphins, and then whoever they line up with in, in the second round knocks them off. Agreed, 100%. So this is a, so if it's it's a it's a good opportunity for Josh and he's never gotten it yet. So if he loses again, they're going to start to say, well, he's been at it a few times. He didn't go. If he goes all the way, the wall, he's a great. Same thing with Lamar. Lamar is in a very interesting position because if he winds up winning the Super Bowl and winning Super Bowl MVP, then the guy winds up having two M two uh, regular season MVP, a Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl MVP, all at the age of. 20, just 20, turning 27. Yep. you got to start to think about him as an all-time great. If yeah, I'm going to get on the fan and say he's better than Tom Brady if that happens this year. I don't know about that, but he's, nah, he's certainly... I have, I have a whole case on it, Mario. Thanks for the call. I'm like, yup, Lamar's the real GOAT. Two regular season MVPs, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, way better than anything Tom Brady ever did. <laughs> I'm kidding. 877-337-6666. So, yeah, we were talking about Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, run game coordinator for the Jets. I think it's so obvious that Brees Hall and Makai Becton sounded the alarm on this guy. They went to Twitter and basically laughed at Taylor Lewan calling him out. And they, they did not put a stamp of approval on the guy. And I think that is a way where... They're not gonna. They're not gonna say anything against Rob Sala. They're not gonna say anything about Nathaniel Hackett. 
But if they can try and get one guy out of the building, if there's going to be one head to roll, which heads have to roll. That's what I said about, like, Wink Martindale. And look at look across the NFL. It's not good enough, man. Mike Vrabel, go. Uh, Pete Carroll, you're old. Step aside. Ron Rivera, get out of here. Arthur Smith, goodbye. Like, the Jets are just going to say, no, we're good with this. We're fine. Run it back. We got Aaron Rodgers, and we love him. Aaron Rodgers is a song that doesn't end. Keith McPherson on the fan. My Casamigos big shot of the night coming up, and your calls, open mic, whatever you want to talk about to close the show next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.